Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio, and today's episode is going to be a solo episode featuring myself (laughs) talking all about 10,000 steps a day, how do I get there, and just talking about daily activity in general, because number one, I am someone that does pay attention to my steps, but this is another thing that I have my clients also pay attention to when they are submitting their check-ins. So let's kind of go into daily activity. I feel like we live in a society here in like America where daily activity just isn't a priority. Many people have desk jobs. Many people um, just aren't prioritizing the gym and they just simply aren't moving a lot, especially if you're not living in the city or you're in a place that's walkable like the suburbs, which I mean, I guess the suburbs are walkable, but you're not going to be, you know, going out and walking to get your groceries, for example, um, that would take you probably a really, really long time if you live in the suburbs. So you probably rarely get movement in. And um, I actually looked up the statistic of daily activity and steps, and that is on average, the average American gets around 3,000 to 4,000 steps a day. That's very little. <laughs> and when we're looking at low activity, there's a lot of negative consequences that come with that. And I want to go into some of those with you guys. So number one, if you're not moving a lot throughout the day, you're going to be digesting your food not as well. Um, Your food just kind of sits in the body. And when you get movement in, it does help promote healthy digestion. And so I think it's important to not only get your activity in all in one go, like don't just like live on the treadmill for like an hour and a half trying to get your 10,000 steps per day. Um, you want to try to space that out and keep it around your meal times. You're going to feel so much better after your meals, getting in some movement in, but you'll also find that your digestion improves as well. So it doesn't have to be anything crazy, you know, five, 10 minutes walking. It can be a slow pace at like two to three miles per hour. And that's going to be so beneficial when it comes to your digest digestive health. The other thing is going to be cognitive function. And I'm sure that you all can relate, but I know for me, when I was in like high school and college, my biggest pet peeve was just sitting for that long. I got super anxious. I felt distracted. I felt a little stir crazy. And um, I just couldn't wait for some classes to be over so I could just like get up and move and go somewhere else. And I've noticed that it was really distracting just sitting there all day or, you know, I'm sure you all have had a day where you're super tired and then you're sitting at your desk and you're like falling asleep. And so one thing that can help you with your cognitive function and productivity is going to be daily movement. So instead of reaching for another double shot espresso 
coffee, I would highly encourage you to just go for a short five to 15 minute walk. If you're about to drive to Starbucks and said, use that time to go for a walk, get some fresh air and you're going to feel so much better. And speaking of fresh air, I'm sure some of you are like, Nicole, I live in a cold climate. I don't live in Florida like you. Hey, look, I get it. I'm actually from the Midwest. And so when I lived in Ohio, one thing that I knew I needed to get was going to be a treadmill and or a gym with 24 hour access. And you can find treadmills for super affordable prices. Um, Number one, I would recommend you check Facebook Marketplace. The other place would be Amazon. So on Amazon, they have these treadmills that are completely flat. There's like no incline or anything like that. They're not bulky at all. You could like slide them under your bed or put them in a closet to store. And so if you're limited on space, then this would be a great option for you. And these treadmills are like sub... $400. I think I've seen some for even $250, $300. I've even seen one of these at like a TJ Maxx for like $100. So you can find a good treadmill and look at that as an investment piece. I mean, this is about your health. And if you're someone that is locked inside because of the cold environment and you know that this is going to help you feel better and move better and maybe even look better, I would say it would be a great investment to just get a treadmill. And then you can like put it in your office and when you need those breaks, you know, take that five to 10 minutes to get on that treadmill, take a break from the laptop and the devices and just relax a little bit. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Put on your favorite song, you know, two, three miles per hour, you're, you're gonna be good to go there. And so I found for myself, when I'm working at my desk, working with like client check-ins or programming, I need to take breaks and go for walks. If I don't, I just get really stressed out and overwhelmed. And that anxious feeling, it feels so much better when I can just like release it and go outside and get some movement. Another benefit of getting this daily activity is going to be regulation with blood glucose. So whenever our body eats anything, not just carbohydrates, <laughs> there's going to be a spike in glucose. And this is a normal response for our body to have. But that's like if you're having spikes of glucose without anything to regulate it out like fiber or protein, um, then you're going to have crashes in your energy. And so one thing that can help is just going out and getting some movement in. It's also just going to help your body metabolize carbohydrates more because carbohydrates are our body's primary energy source. And so movement is going to be one way to utilize those carbohydrates instead of just having them kind of just sitting in your system. One other benefit that I don't think is talked enough about is going to be the mood boost. And so this is, especially as we enter, you know, spring and summer, go outside, get into sunlight and get some movement. You're going to find that you feel so much better. Like if you're just in a bad mood, go for a 10, 20 minute walk outside in the sun, take your dog with you, take your kids with you, and you're going to feel a lot better in comparison to just being indoors all day. And there's two reasons why I say outside. One is just going to be getting you outside of your home, but two is going to be vitamin D benefits. Most people are deficient in vitamin D. And so if you're not getting sunlight, you're probably deficient in this. 
And I even live in Florida, the sunshine state, and I was deficient in vitamin D. My husband's deficient in vitamin D and has to get like infusions because his job is indoors and um, he doesn't get out in the sun that much. And so without vitamin D in your system or having super low levels, this can cause depression-like symptoms. And so if we're trying to boost our mood and we're trying to, you know, stay happy, one way is going to be getting movement, but combine that with sunlight and you're going to be in such a good mood. Um, And, you know, add it into your day. Like if there's a certain time of day where you know you get really overwhelmed and stressed out, try to get that power walk in and I promise you it's going to affect your mood for the better the rest of the day. Um, the other benefit, I feel like this one's kind of an obvious one is just weight loss. Did you know that majority of your calorie burn outside of just your BMR, which is basal metabolic rate is going to be your daily activity. It's not just about that 30 to 30 to 60 minutes that you put in the gym. It's also about all the activity that you do outside of that. And so when we're talking about body composition, if you're someone who is working out, let's say, 45 minutes five times a week but then you only walk three to four thousand steps per day you're gonna have a harder time losing body fat in comparison to the person that's working out 45 minutes five times a week and getting 10,000 steps a day and that's simply just because more calories burnt in a day means they're probably going to be more in a deficit and um, have a leaner body composition and um, they're also potentially even going to have better performance in the gym considering cardiovascular benefits of like endurance. So someone that's just walking more regularly is probably going to have a stronger heart. Of course, that's going to vary depending on, you know, what your programming looks like. Um, But yeah, weight loss is a huge thing. I mean, that's why for my clients, I don't just give them cardio recommendations, but I also like to give them a step goal because I've had plenty of clients where they're like, hitting their nutrition perfect and their workouts and their cardio. And then I'm like, okay, but what are your steps? And I've had some get like less than 2000 steps a day. And it's like, bingo, like that's it. That's what's holding us back here is just the daily activity is super, super low and we have to work on that. And so now I just want to talk about how can we work on increasing daily activity out in the real world. Um, couple things. Uh, one would be adding on cool down times. So I like to add on maybe a 10 minute walk after a cardio session just to cool down. And I think that that can be nice to add a little bit more activity in. So if you're at the gym and you're someone who lives in a colder environment, just add on cool down times so of just like a 10, 15 minute, nothing intense walk. Hey, catch up on some like TV shows on your phone or messages or, you know, that could be even your social media time if you like to utilize social media, which I assume a lot of you guys do listening to this podcast. Um, I also utilize my walking time as times to do like emails. So I, I try to like multitask a little bit. Um, other ways would be parking a little bit further at grocery stores or shops. I'm not a huge fan of this one, but I just wanted to comment on it. Don't do this if it's like dark at night and you're not in a safe environment. I personally would recommend parking somewhere that you feel safe. And for me, I know I just like to park close to the store, not because I'm lazy. I know so many people are like, oh, it's because you're lazy. No, I just, for safety reasons, there's too many weird 
true crime stories that I hear. And yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. So um, you can park further, especially if you have a buddy. So buddy system and you are walking to the store, you feel comfortable, then I would say go for it. Taking the stairs instead of an elevator. Again, this is one where it's like, are you comfortable in that stairwell? Or is that something that makes you nervous? Feel it out for yourself. Um, lots of like male, male coaches will talk about daily activity and steps. And they're like, just take the stairs or park further. And I think a lot of people, men, I should just say, forget that it can be scary to do these things alone as a female. So I, I want everyone to be safe because the real world can be kind of scary. But anyway, other ways to get daily activity and steps is going to be, you know, doing chores around the house. So maybe that's something that you're putting off. You'd be surprised how much activity you can get bumped up just by doing chores, playing with your kids or dogs or cats or hamsters or birds. I don't care what kind of animal you have. Just playing and having more activity can be beneficial and uh, the other one that I talked about previously about getting a you know treadmill and going on walks throughout the day is the biggest one. Honestly, my treadmill is my number one investment that I ever got for myself. And I'm so, so happy that I got it because I think I would go a little bit stir crazy without it. Let's talk about the 10,000 step goal. So do I think that this is a goal that everybody listening to this podcast should have? Absolutely not. I think everyone's going to be different. If you're someone that's a high stress person, maybe something like six, seven, or 8,000 steps would be more appropriate for you. And if you're the person that's only getting two to 3,000 steps per day, you're going to need to work your way up to that 10,000 slowly. So you're going to have to maybe one week shoot for 4,000 and then the next week shoot for 5,000 and then the next week shoot for 6,000. And so just slowly work your way up until you can hit that 10,000 steps consistently because it's going to take changing these habits that you have, um, being more mindful of you know gaps of where you can get some activity in. And it's not going to happen overnight. I think a lot of people can get overly ambitious and then they feel like they failed if they're trying to hit 10,000, but it's like, you're not going to hit 10,000 if you're someone only getting 2,000 steps per day without having like a drastic change in your lifestyle and your habits. And on the opposite end to that, if you're someone that's getting like 20,000 steps per day, that's also not a good thing. I understand that some people don't have the choice. You know, I've had clients who are working for FedEx or they are servers or they're just in hospitality and they are walking like crazy. We're talking 18, 20, 25,000 steps a day. That person probably doesn't have to do that much cardio outside their daily activity, nor should they. And it just kind of depends on your goals too. Like if you're someone that's in a muscle building phase, and let's say you're intentionally trying to get 20,000 steps per day, I promise you that that's probably too much activity (laughs) and your body is probably inflamed, not recovering, and you're not going to be able to put on that quality muscle tissue. So you're kind of setting yourself back by taking all that activity and that's a lot of time too like 20,000 steps a day that's like a theme park for me um and so same in the reverse like if you're getting 20,000 steps per day slowly work your way down to like 
18,000, then 16,000, and then get to the point where you're getting an appropriate amount of steps. And again, that's going to look different for everyone. But if you're someone in more of like a muscle building phase, like I can say that roughly eight to 10,000 is probably going to be a good spot for you. Unless you're someone with like a super crazy fast metabolism, like you lose weight on like 3000 calories a day, then yeah, your activity are probably going to want to keep it a little bit lower, like around six or so. But you don't want to be like, you know, 3,000, 4,000 or anything super low like that. I mean, unless you're like recovering from being sick or something like that. But daily activity is a big one. And I think that this oftentimes gets overlooked. So don't be afraid to, you know, go out and get those power walks throughout the day. I highly encourage it. Just a side note, for anyone who heard my dog, Charlie, in the background, I do now have two dogs and the other dog is working on her separation anxiety. So I apologize if you heard any barking in the background. We're working on it. We're working with a dog trainer and she's super attached to me. Um, but if I had her in here while I was recording, she would be a crazy woman. And um, hey, if you need more steps, go get a dog. Go get a King Cavalier. <laughs> they are super high energy. They are working dogs and they love to walk. And my other dog is a Shih Tzu, and the last thing she likes to do is go for walks. But for Hope, I have a dog stroller, which I look like a crazy person, but I don't care. Um, it helps me get those steps in too. So if you have a lazy dog, you can always get a dog stroller. And if you have a crazy energetic dog, go out, take them to the dog park, or just go for super long walks with them. But guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I will see you in the next one. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.